What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. It has been a very long time. We have missed you dearly. Your hosts, as always, Cheese and Chowder, and welcome to episode 31 of the Cheese and Chowder Arma podcast. I am Cody, and with me, as always, is good friend Brad over here, making some noise. What's going on, Brad? It's been a long time. Uh, I don't even remember who you are. What's your name again? Your voice Jeez. sounds like a stranger to me. Uh, it is, but it is very refreshing. I get that a lot. Very refreshing indeed. Uh, man, yeah. Six months, over six months it has been since our last get together, our last chat, our last podcast. And it's been obviously way too long. Hopefully, everyone had a really nice break. Uh, I know we all kind of needed it for sure, and there's definitely a lot of burnout towards the end there, uh, the end of the last cycle. But here we are. We're back. New game is out. We have it. League is started. We're getting ready soon to start putting together a draft. And, oh, man, really, really the, the emotions and the buzz are rising. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think... Uh, you know, it's hard, sometimes it's hard to get hyped up for Madden, you know, because EA doesn't do the best job all the time making the best game. But RML will change that for a lot of people. And uh, I'm starting to get into the, the phase where I'm getting excited, looking forward to playing some football after watching some football. And, uh, you know, the PS4 to PS5 transition is interesting, but the next gen, you know, looks good. A lot of new things with that. And, and uh, I think RML is going to be back and stronger than ever very soon. Yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, obviously it's been a difficult kind of transition with the different changes, and we're doing our best to get through that. But like you said, uh, RML really adds a ton to this game. I mean, I think you could safely say a majority of the people in this league are pretty much solely in it for this this league alone. I mean, not not a whole lot of playing this game outside of RML, especially with the amount of time, amount of games we play and how fast we run through um, seasons and whatnot. So I think we're all kind of ready. Slowly but surely, we'll be getting a lot more people involved and getting into it very, very fast. And um, it won't be long before we're back into a, a fun rhythm and just a whole new, whole new ball game, whole new, whole new restart. So I'm excited. So for on the agenda today, we got you know obviously just some very light preview stuff. We don't really have any too in depth stuff to go over because we don't know what the teams are uh, as far as who's drafting who just yet. This will be you know released before any of that draft, but maybe the slow draft might you know maybe starting up pretty soon or has already started up by the time you're listening to this. Um, but yeah, excited to see where everyone's drafting. That's obviously one of the most fun parts for all of us is that the fantasy draft, it takes a long time, but 
oh man, just building your initial team is just something else about it. It's one of the best parts, in in my opinion, of this this whole process. So it's gonna be really fun. But we we're gonna jump into some power rankings this episode, and then we're gonna go into the division alignments and talk about what we think about how these uh, how these teams have lined up and who's gonna be you know, some new rivalries maybe and some uh, favorites in each division and favorites in the conferences and things like that. So it should be a pretty fun episode. All right, well, let's jump in first. Let's welcome some new members. Um, so a lot of the guys are going to be, you know, return guys. You know, this league prides itself on not a lot of high turnover. And I'd say about 28 or so of the guys are basically longtime RMLers at this point. So we got a lot of a lot of veterans, but we do have some newcomers. Um, so let's go ahead and introduce some of those guys. Um, they will not be included in our power rankings, so we're going to talk just briefly about them right now first, and uh, get that out of the way. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Brent. I, I can introduce uh, some new guys over here. Um, okay. We can start with GMAC, uh, BLD is a recruit. Uh, I can't say I know too much about him. They're talking him up. They, I think somebody said that he beat, beat Tillman in a Super Bowl in another league. Uh, I'm not sure if that's true or, or what to take that, but, you know, something to consider. He will be the Dolphins in uh, my division, so I'll be looking forward to playing him. And then we got uh, Stubbs. Welcome, Stubbs. He is from HK. Uh, he was the Jets, and I was the Patriots in that league last year, and we had some very, very close those games a lot and uh, so I would say if anybody wondering his skill level it's probably about on par with me and then uh, Wolvie uh, he will take over the Los Angeles Rams in the NFC West and uh, I don't know too much about his Madden skills he was on the hockey team the RML hockey team last year that we uh, we made RML Russians the Red Russians uh, that kind of ended the RML cycle last year uh, but a good guy Looking forward to him being in the league. And then A.J. Jones was uh, also another HK guy. Um, and he is a pretty good player. He was in playoffs a lot. Uh, he dominated me when I played him the one time. We were in different conferences. Um, so, you know, I think A.J. Jones is somebody to watch out here for, too, that can make a playoff push. But it makes the NFC South even more taunting with that BLD and Ricky Bobby in there. We'll get to that a little bit later. But you got four new guys. Uh, uh, but they all should be pretty quality and should fit into uh, RML and make the league even deeper talent-wise. Yeah, I would agree there. I think they're all pretty good fits from what we've heard so far and what we've seen. Um, yeah, look, Looking forward to seeing what some of these guys can bring to the table. Hopefully um, they can keep up in their divisions and, and um, you know, make some big impacts early on. Should be pretty interesting, always with the new guys. All right, so let's go ahead and do some power rankings. So those four new guys, go ahead and just throw them out of the mix right now since we don't have any, you know, long-term experience of, you know, watching their games and really seeing how good they are against different guys in this league. But we're going to go the top 28 in our early, way too early 2022 RML power rankings. So let's start us off at number 28, coming back from a long hiatus, 
but very welcome as always uh, is, is our good pal Snorks. He's going to be taking the New York Giants. And again, once again, you know, Snorts near the bottom, but obviously he still has a lot of fight. Always brings a great attitude, most positive guy you'll ever meet. And just a really, really good guy to have around in this league. Um, can't really put a price or evaluation on that. Any thoughts on, on that? <laughs> on Snorts, uh, you know, just a great league member. I'm, I'm very happy that he returned. I know he took a little bit of a break last year. Um, you know, just sorry to, you know, somebody's got to be last, right? There's 28 spots. You got to fill the 28 yeah. spots. So happy you're back, Snorts, and hopefully uh, you show us that we're wrong. Yeah, it, it, you know, this is another, another new year. Anything can happen. Anyone can take big steps, and that's going to be the key for some of the guys who haven't, you know, been having a lot of good good success in the last few Maddens or last few seasons. So definitely opportunities coming their way. And who knows, you know, maybe he gets the number one pick and, and gets uh, a stud so or a top five pick. You never know. Coming in at number 27, we're going to have Sean Harper, the Arizona Cardinals. Another uh, pretty long-term, long-standing member now. He's been pretty active throughout and uh, another just really solid guy all around to have. And he's, I feel like he's, he's better than this at most times, but right now it's just where he is uh, for the time being. But he's definitely capable of, of having some playoffs uh, contention, um, but that NFC is going to be tough for him. He's going to have to fight pretty hard against some of those guys uh, for maybe some wild card spots at some point. Yep, that's fair. Uh, I'll introduce the next. Let's just go uh, alternate, right? Yeah. Um, so coming at 26th is one of our other favorite uh, members of the league, uh, Andy. Uh, he will be the Houston Texans this year. Uh, Andy coming off of a you know, an Andy-ish year, I think, the last Madden. Um, I, I think he's definitely improved. There's, there's no doubt about that when I've faced him. And he, he kind of has my number in certain situations. But, you know, we'll get into division specifics later. But, you know, coming at 26th, nothing to be yeah. ashamed of. Yeah, Andy's definitely has room to grow. And he's shown really good signs of of being solid and, I think if he has a good, solid team, if he can build a, a, a pretty robust team, if uh, depending on how the new game plays, I feel like he, he could definitely move up this list pretty easily. Um, but And he's in the AFC, so it should be a little bit more room for him to, you know, compete with a lot of the other guys in that conference. Coming in at number 25, the Dogfather. The Detroit Lions will be the home of the dog father once again, second straight year. A dog's another one of these guys who's just a, a great dude all around. Um, you know, we love having him in the league. And he's also a guy who can really, really put up huge numbers, put up a great showing on offense a lot of time. Last year, he I know he had some some big upset wins. Just never really put full seasons together. Tough NFC North division that he was in. Should be, it's still going to be pretty tough in this one. So that's kind of where we're looking at him uh, a little lower. But again, 
it's one of those where the opportunity is there for him to rise. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he uh, he started to make strides too at the end uh, last year. I think everybody, you know, that's what happens in this league is that there's so much talent. Like these guys, you know, aren't like that bad. Like we're talking about. Yeah, they'd be but, they'd be top ten in in ninety ninety five percent of every other league in probably all of Madden. But arm, and that's the thing, you know, that I preach a lot is that playing good people make you better yourself. And that's why I, I don't run from the competition like certain, you know, animals in the league. Uh, but, you know, just like kind of iron, iron sharpens iron is the saying, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you learn a lot from playing somebody. You see what they do and you learn their strengths and weaknesses and it just makes you a better player. Uh, so coming in at 24 is uh, our old friend Charlie, who will also be uh, – he'll be uh, continuing as a de- – continuing as the Denver Broncos this year. Um, Charlie, he, he gave me some a couple of good games last year. Uh, it was in a tough division. Obviously, me, Monkey, and Danny last year was other three. Um, I, I think he could kind of, uh, you know, make a little bit more progress this year, too. I, I think I expect a little bit more from him. Uh, he loves Madden. He loves football. Uh, we'll see what happens to Charlie. But uh, I think, uh, you know, maybe... Charlie could be a sleeper pick for me this year. Maybe we should we should do that later. Uh, some sleeper picks. Yeah, I'm down with that. Maybe a couple of each. Yeah, Charlie definitely is is better than this a lot of the time. Um, uh, and uh, just a side note: all the last three guys we uh, have talked about are all choosing the same team this year. Andy, Dog, and Charlie all using the same teams: Texans, Lions, and Broncos. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, that division will be uh, interesting. I think it's definitely better than last year for him. We'll we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I, I could I could very much see Charlie taking a big big rise this season. I mean, I say that about almost every guy, but he's definitely one. I mean, he's just a true Madden gamer. Like he, he like you said, he loves the game and he he he'll be the first to tell you he's not someone that goes and like studies the game too much he just loves to play it so at some points you know maybe that might hurt him in the long run playing too much and not really caring as much but i feel like he's gonna try pretty hard this year and and hopefully have some good success at number 23 the kingslayer general han and the cincinnati Bengals, afc north han gets his, his i believe that's his favorite team Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Han, another one of those guys, you know, he's, he's got, he's got the skills. He just hasn't been able to put it together, uh, you know, from some early success he had a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, the last couple of Madden's just a little less than average or a little mediocre compared to what is probably expected of him. But again, he's another one that can. I can put it together pretty quickly. Um, it's just going to take. A, a, it's just going to be team building, in my opinion, for him because he sometimes makes some poor decisions regarding team building that really come back to bite him. Yeah, I feel like he always tries to go like the little bit of weasel route, of getting veterans early, and it just never really pans out for him. And, and then he, you're you're just stuck in a hole after that if you don't draft draft well and make some good moves. Um, well, he returns from London from last year, the London Monarchs. 
Uh, so maybe that affected him a little bit playing over in Europe. But uh, we'll see. You know, you know, sometimes uh, you know Han gets. You know, we have a little bit of a, a rivalry, I guess. Uh, but yeah, 23rd I think is fitting for what he's done. But you know, he used to be a playoff contender every year before you know last season. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see if he gets back to that again. Um, and moving on to Phil, uh, panel member Phil, uh, as a Jacksonville Jaguars, as some people would say. Uh, and Jaguars. Uh, so, uh, Jaguars. The Jaguars, Jaguars. Uh, people can't say anything but what you're supposed to say. <laughs> and uh, so, Phil, uh, I think Phil's a kind of interesting uh, user here. I always feel like he gives me better competition in other leagues than RML when I've played him in leagues such as HK. I don't know if it's the team building aspect of it here or what, but or maybe just the you know the skill disparity in the league. But um, I definitely don't think Phil has reached his potential within RML from what I've seen, and you know he's made playoffs and stuff in other leagues, but here just I don't know always comes up a little bit disappointing to me at least. Yeah, he's another one of the guys that you know I really like being having in the league, and he's been great on panel so far. And um, I've actually become you know decent friends away from um, Matt and stuff with him. But yeah, I mean, I feel like whenever he sees the most success is when he has like a really stacked roster, and you know some of these guys in this league kind of need to have that to be you know i'm i'm right alongside one of them you know a lot of guys and that's that's a testament to at least the game is building that in a little more the last couple years to where the more talent you you have it does affect the game a little bit as before you could get away with having some you know just really fast guys with low overalls but now it's like you got to pretty much stack your roster to really be competitive but in in Phil's case, definitely a big opening for him, and there's plenty of chances in the AFC. Uh, I could easily see him competing consistently in that division and definitely taking some wildcard spots year in and year out. Number 21 is Big Dick Vic and the Washington football team. WFT, baby. Vic interesting choice picking the washington washington football team early uh he loves the nfc east for some reason he seems that he's always taking nfc east teams but um i i I was i was curious to see maybe it's the home field advantage with that uh shitty turf that that they have but yeah vic's another guy another very similar all these long really long-term guys that have been playing so you know so many years now I mean, he's one of the oldest now, I would say, out of everyone. Um, not not literally oldest, but long longest running members. Um, yeah, I haven't really seen a whole lot from Vic the last few Maddens. Um, there's, there's definitely been a few times where he's been like, okay, maybe this is where he turns it. And, and then it just kind of doesn't really happen. Uh, so, again, it's just one of these where you just got to put it together and it's it's a struggle because there's just so much good competition, and especially in the NFC, it's going to be even tougher. Yeah, I, just, I always feel like he's uh, kind of stuck in mediocrity. He 
he's kind of like, you know, I think last year's team was more fitting for him being the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you know, eight, just, eight every year. Yep, that's kind of where Vic stands. And, you know, we'll get into the division specifics later and kind of evaluate that. But I think you hit it on the head with your evaluation of him. As we move to number 20, uh, we got Motherload as the Atlanta Falcons this year. Um, I think the Motherload also kind of in the same boat as Vic. It kind of just stuck in mediocrity. Never really taking a step, but never really getting to rock bottom either, you know. Kind of always in the teens, I guess, for the draft. Like, um, just kind of not really making playoffs, but kind of kind of being in the hunt. And just kind of the same same thing year after year. So, you know, another going to be another year of that, I think, for those two. But, yeah. You know. Motherload's a guy also that seems to play up to his competition when he's facing better guys. And then we'll will kind of not play as well when he's facing guys that are around his level or worse. Um, and that kind of separates some of the best guys versus some of the more middling guys. Um, you know, just con- consistency, just playing be- playing your, your best games pretty much always, which it's just tough to do, obviously. The game is, is not easy when you're facing some of the best. So another another situation where, you know, I could see it going either way. I could see him staying kind of in the middle towards the or towards the middle bottom, lower third, or um, making some jumps and getting to some more playoff contention year after year. All right, we're in the top 20 now. Let's go jump to number 19. And it's the Las Vegas Raiders. Fight milk Zach. Zach's another guy. Uh he was the Packers last year. He was a little bit of a tough division early on. He did put some solid seasons together here and there. Um, I feel like he improved pretty pretty well last year from the beginning to the end. Uh, I'd say more often than not, he's going to be higher than this number um, during this next upcoming year. Zach's, Zach's one of those guys, for me, is borderline sleeper. I could see him making some big improvements. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Um, I, I think he was kind of you know under what was it overshadowed in that division. Um, I, he gave me a run for my money in one of the games that we played. Um, kind of just isn't really talked about a lot. Uh, I know Danny doesn't like that he took his Raiders from him. So maybe he's playing a little extra chip on his shoulder, trying to prove something to Danny. Um, so I think he's somebody to watch out for too, as that uh, moves us into uh, number eighteen, Bundy as the New York Jets, like usual. Bundy is, I think Bundy is up there as one of the best GMs in the game. He always, you know, turns out a very good roster, some uh, very good young studs that uh, you know he likes to draft, and just kind of good team building all around. And I think that definitely, you know, propels him into like a higher tier. Uh, the user skill sometimes isn't there, but I think he's definitely improved. And uh, I'm looking forward to playing a lot of games against him this year in the same division. Yeah, I would agree there. Uh, he's been he's become synonymous with having a lot of really high overall guys, homegrown guys that he's drafted. So I'd say that the team building is right, right there with the best of them. Uh, yeah, as far as as competitiveness and gameplay he's just too up and down he'll have really strong games really strong years put put 
a bunch of wins together and then either fall apart or level off, or he'll just have years where he just doesn't seem like he's doing that well, or or I don't know, I don't know what it is. He just doesn't put it all together. Um, so it's just too up and down. I think this is a good middle spot for him. I definitely could see some some competition in in your division, um, and him make, giving you a run and and at least competing for playoff spots. But yeah, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be one of those years. He's gotta he's gotta kind of step it up and and be consistent. Jumping to number seventeen, Seacop and the San Francisco 49ers. Seacop uh, does have a had an interesting end to last Madden, obviously, with uh, being one of the only guys playing basically every game or being available for every game and getting to his uh, that Super Bowl. But, you know, we're not going to get into that. Talk about that doesn't really, you know, uh, affect much because obviously. Uh, was wasn't a lot of people playing during that time. So, but props to him either way for for keeping it going and and sticking with it. But Seacop's one of those guys, man. He, I, I, I he's another sleeper. Uh, he's he's steadily improved every year, and he continuously impresses me with how how good he can play against some of the better guys. Um, I think he's had some really big upsets over the years and. And generally beats more guys than I would expect him to. Um, but yeah, overall, he still has a little bit of room to grow. But yeah, pretty solid overall. Good, good player. Yeah, I think if we had a uh, most improved uh, user award, I think uh, Seacop would be up there. He'd be in the running, uh, you know, over the last couple of years of where he came from to where he is now. Um, so, you know, maybe he'll make another step this year. But he did win, you know, the Ash. So it's better than nothing, I guess. But it is an Asterix Bowl. Uh, that brings us into Centra. Welcome back, Centra. Uh, he will take over the Chicago Bears. Uh, Centra took a reprieve for, I think, the whole year last year. He had some personal stuff to deal with. Um, you know, well, hopefully, hopefully everything's good. Uh, so he comes in at number 16. Uh, I don't know if that's a little bit too optimistic for him, not coming off a year off. But I think it's about where he was before his uh, hiatus uh, as the Bears. Uh, Sancho was always kind of, I think, middle of the pack is fair. Uh, don't really much to talk about because he didn't really, you don't have a year of what you know what happened last year. So uh, just a brand new slate for Sancho as the Chicago Bears and wish him luck. And, you know, like we said, it's way too early ranking, so sometimes – it's harder to make these judgments right now. Yeah, definitely. He'll have some interesting competition in that division. We'll talk about that. But I, yeah. I can take over the next. Uh... Definitely welcome back. I, I'm just going to finish on Centra real quick. Um, he he definitely had has had in the past years really 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 good seasons and really good success. So I could definitely see him jumping back up into. Um, you know, a top 15, top 12 kind of player. But as of right now, I think it's a good spot with with having the time off. But, yeah, let's go ahead and rank number 15 now. Uh, for 15 comes our old pal Cheese or Cody. And Cody will take over the Baltimore Ravens this year. Um, Cody coming at, uh, you know, halfway, 
or you know, of the 32, whatever, the 28. Well, I forget about that. About halfway in the list. Um, I think this is about where you have shown, shown in the past, you know, your talent level. Uh, now, I think uh, we want to see more. I, I think uh, consistent playoff appearances and just, you know, being top of your game. I think sometimes you kind of come up a little bit short. Um, but I think if there's anybody to choose that can do it, I think you, you do have the, the talent. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, it's a tough league, but I think 15 is a very accurate ranking for you at this point in your career. Thanks. Yeah, I, I feel pretty good about that spot. I, I, I definitely have a lot of room to grow. Last year was pretty pretty mediocre for my ex- expectations. Definitely wanted to take more of a step up. And, and compete a lot more, only end up making, I think, one playoff appearance, which is just not, not going to cut it. Um, this year, have pretty high expectations. Hopefully, I can build a solid team and, yeah, just, just compete. I'm, I'm just getting ready and hoping to, to bring my A game to every, every battle. So, jumping to number 14, we got Beast Mode and the Los Angeles Chargers and the AFC West. Um, Beast Mode... We've talked a, a good a good bunch about him over a bunch of episodes in the past. Um, one of those guys that you know is good to have, great to have in the league. Um, with him and his brother, he you know one of the best defense defensive players there is. I'd say top five easily. Um, always always been the case with him is just. How good is his offense going to be? Is he going to be able to keep up? And that's always been one of his uh, one of his weaknesses. So we'll have to see what he does this year. If he builds around more of an offensive strategy, um, maybe you know takes on uh, a more of a running game or a passing game type attack and kind of builds around that. Or maybe he sticks to his guns and and just loads up the defense and just hopes to keep keep his opponents under like 17 points a game. Yep, defense is his uh, ML, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, last year, I think last year was a little bit of a uh, you know not accurate representation of him because of a he had that whole issue with EA not being able to play or whatever, and uh, he transferred to the Snowhawks, and uh, so hopefully a year of consistency will help him get back to the beastman we know, um, and that brings us to number thirteen, uh, Bruce. He would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I think uh, now that I'm looking at this, I think like Bruce might have been one of the most disappointing players last year. If I remember correctly, I always feel like he didn't really, you know, step up to what we thought he would be. So, I mean, maybe that's a little bit too high for him. Um, but we know at his peak that he's a playoff caliber user. Um, so, sure. Be interesting. He's like very offensive. He's like opposite beast mode. He's like offense first uh, oriented team. Uh, yeah. So I guess you know, a lot of this comes down to you know getting the roster that fits you. You know, if you're not able to do that, then you're going to struggle. Yeah. So I was going to say he's like the exact opposite of beast mode. He, he's he's a very good offensive skilled player. Uh, you know, all these guys in general that we talked about, and everybody in general, you know. It's it's a different game. We always know that. So you know there could be new skills for each guy that be added. But in general, you feel like some guys are just always gonna have 
some strengths that are easily transferred game to game. And Bruce is one of those guys that his offensive his his eye for the offensive game is is definitely up there with the best of them. But yeah, it's it's just going to be about consistency and limiting the amount of mistakes because he's a gunslinger. You know, he's not he's not a guy who's going to you know limit his turnovers. He's He's a he, he's a Jameis Winston on the offense, if you will. So, all right, jumping in top twelve, number twelve, we have Chiz and the Bills. Chiz, similar type of player, in my opinion, to Bruce in that he has a lot of offensive, good offensive games. Um, he can compete with pretty much anyone, I would say. He's He's, you know, he's gotten the best of Danny a couple times. He's gotten um, a lot of really solid wins. But another guy that falls short more often than he should, um, he definitely could be a top 10 player in this league consistently. But I think this is a good spot for him right now. Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely a fair assessment. And uh, I'll be facing him a lot this year in division. I've always uh, enjoyed my games with him um, always going to be like offensive shootout type games. And now we get into a spicy area. So we just got number 11. We go Monkey with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Monkey and I had some very good games last year. Always a tight contest. Uh, he loves to roll out to the sidelines. Uh, always gets it under everybody's skin. And, um, you know, he, he figured something out with the offense. Um, you know, monkey should is something somebody to you know not mess with this year. AFC is a little bit weaker, as we know. We can talk about the a little bit. Later. I think monkey uh, might be a team to watch. Uh, I know he definitely made playoffs a few times last year. Um, so uh, I think monkey is definitely somebody to watch for this year. Make consistent playoff runs. Uh, I don't know if he'll ever get to a bowl, but it should be interesting. He definitely has the offense figured out. I don't know. You know, obviously the new Madden can change things. Um, the way it plays and everything, but yeah, I think 11 is very fair for Monkey, and I think he deserves to be there. Yeah, I would agree. He's borderline in that that um, consistent top 10. He's been pretty consistent over the last few Maddens, um, which you know that's that's saying a lot for um, someone who isn't a guy who's going to make a ton of deep playoff runs, but he does make playoffs consistently enough and he does win the games he should and in general he he's been a solid player overall i mean you know in in chat and things like that there's you know obviously he's a character but yeah i mean overall he's he's one of the better more consistent madden players that we have and you know, some people are probably going to bag on him for being this high, and, and it's going to be up to him to prove that he belongs in these, you know, these rankings as high as he is. But I feel like he's up for that challenge, and I think more often than not, he should, uh, he should hold his own. All right, we get into the top 10 now. Coming in at number 10 is Jay Melt and the Indianapolis Colts. Meltz is a guy, he's somewhat newer, but he's definitely impressed. I um, believe last year was, I think he played some of the year before, but last year was his first like full-on cycle. Um, he, uh, he definitely has the skills to be 
uh, a guy who can make deep runs. And with the AFC being a little more open, uh, I could definitely see him getting to some possibly some AFC championship games, you know, during during his runs. So I don't I haven't seen an, a ton enough to, like, confidently say he's, you know, one of the one of the top 10 guys every year. But I think it's pretty solid from what I've seen. Yeah, he's definitely uh, he's gave me a lot of trouble when I played him uh, last year, and he made a lot of play. I think a good amount of player appearances when he was active, like post seasons. Uh, I think he's definitely he's almost like underrated. I think I think he has potential to be a very good player and somebody that like a perennial contender. Um, obviously, you know, I I think he drafted his team last year. I don't remember if he was there, um, but you know, well constructed team could definitely help his case and. In that, especially in that division, which we're talking about later, um, will help. Uh, as that brings us to another panel member, Irish Tennessee Titans this year. I think I, I you know, in our most improved user, uh, you know, trophy case, I think Irish might be up there. Maybe he is the winner. Yeah, we already we already gave we already crowned him last I year. I think. Yeah. So you know, who would have thought that Irish would be a top nine? player in our early power rankings in the 2022 season. I don't think many people would say that. Uh, I don't know what to say. Just he's gotten so much better, and he's like a good player now. Uh, he's you know he's, he played Weasel a lot one year, kind of gave him a little bit of a run for his money. And like I said, you know, playing I think you know Irish ended up in some good divisions and played a lot of talent, and he just got better out of that. Um, so yeah, yeah, I can. You know, I can. I think he's definitely grown with the league and he's obviously so invested and he's been super into the league as far as helping out and taking things over and getting on panel. And yeah, I mean, overall he's, he's went from a guy who nobody really talked about or thought about a ton to now like a legitimate integral member to the league. Like we wouldn't, be doing as well as we are without him and that's awesome to you know to see and as a player yeah he like you said he he's had a lot of uh guys that he's faced that are that have been better than him but I feel like he's learned and developed his game based on that I mean it sometimes it just takes a, a cycle or two to really gel and see how to get better and and and, you know, this year I'm sure there will be a couple of guys that go the same path and, and really improve the way he did. So he's kind of a, setting the, you know, blazing a path for for the next guys. So it's pretty cool. All right, moving on. Number eight is Chowder and the New England Patriots back home with his hometown team in Beantown. Mr. Brad Favo, pretty pretty good number here at number eight. Uh, I do think this is a good spot. He's if you know we're going based on improvements. You know, Brad last year was he was one of the better players and arguably the guy who took the biggest step in the postseason and just in big big time games. You definitely stepped up and held your own and against a lot of guys you've been you know the, the tillman slayer the last few years seems like um 
but yeah, I mean, I I I rank, I rank you this high. I I think you're a consistently a consistent playoff contender year in year out. I don't think you can't. I don't think there's anyone in this league that you can't beat, and that that that's why you're this high. I think you've been you've proven yourself the last year and a half. Yep. Well, we'll see how it goes this year. I think last year I got a little bit lucky with the Lamar trade and kind of, you know, getting a good team out of that. Um, yeah, I, mean, I definitely improved, but I don't like having expectations on me now, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, uh, everyone in, the, in this this little, like, 8, 7 to actually, like, I would say 5 through, like, 12 has a lot of pressure now. Based on these these rankings, you basically you gotta put up or shut up. So, all right. Now that ahead. that brings us into uh, number seven, uh, we got Doughboy. We got his hometown team, Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I think Doughboy is somebody who can get overlooked at times. I think he's kind of been a victim of unlucky division placements. Um, getting stuck with BLD last year, I believe he was. Somebody else uh, the year before, the same conference as BOD. And uh, BOD is like the bane of his, his existence. Uh, yeah, is a good player. I don't, I don't think there's any denying that. Um, but, you know, I want to see him, you know, take that jump over that hump to get to the bowl and win a bowl. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's definitely good enough to do so. But he's just been blocked so many times. He just can't get over that hump in the playoff. Like, you know, it's like, this is your time now, right? Like, what are you yeah. waiting for? You know, we got to see something from you. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely deserving to be in a spot. He's easily, he's easily has the talent to be a top five perennial guy. Um, but like you said, he just, it's it's really just beating the big dogs. And right now, the, it's going to be even tougher this year, it seems like, because... You know, spoiler, spoiler alert, you know, most of the top uh, four guys, or if not all of the top four or five guys, are in the NFC. So it's going to be just a really tough battle. If You know, I expect him to make the playoffs almost every year, if not every year. And I do expect him to at least get to the NFC Championship game a few times. But it's really just going to be about stepping up and, and winning those games. Bet, you know, he's got to do whatever he can to, to win. So, I mean... Big thing is going to be, you know, hopefully he can build a strong enough roster to uh, to compete enough with those guys and, and just limit the amount of mistakes. That's really going to be the key. All right, number six, another similar type player, in my opinion, uh, but a guy who has skyrocketed even still and really cemented his place uh, in in this spot. And I would say that's that's Ricky Bobby and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Another panel member um, who's done a lot of great work. And as far as player goes, um, you know, he's, he's easily becoming one of the better guys in this league. Um, there's no one that he can't beat. He, I believe he's just about taken down almost every one of the top dogs um, at least once or twice. He's had BLD's number a few times. But he's another guy where he... You know, this is the year. This is the time. He's gotta, he's gotta, you know, make his moves, and it's gonna be now. The pressure's on to to make deep playoff runs and and try to do what what everyone's trying to do, and that's 
ultimately win it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's definitely, um, you know, come a long way. I think, you know, to, to jump into a top 10, top six spot in RML is not easy to do. And uh, you're going to have, like, usually it's been, like, the same names. And I think Ricky Bobby is a little bit newer of a name. And, you know, obviously he's been here for a while now. But, uh, you know, he's capable of it. You know, he always gave, and BOD in the beginning of last year, I, I think he beat him a couple times in the regular season. And uh, as the men went on, I think BOD kind of learned how to beat um They're in the same division again this year. So Ricky Bobby has the same challenge to uh, overcome. Uh, but, you know. Got to go from there, but top six, nothing to scoff at. And that brings in our favorite league member. You know who we're talking about. Weasel. Weasel returns to RML after talks of retirement. He will be the Cleveland Browns. Uh, He comes in at top five. I think Weasel, uh, last year, oh, so close. The coin flip, so close. But yet, so far, will this be the year that Weasel gets the elusive ball and cements himself? Cements himself as a top five player? Yeah. I mean, is he going to silence the critics? That's the question. I mean, he's got the target. The target is square on his back as big as it has ever been by far. And this is the time. I mean... You know he's gonna be going for it. You know he's gonna be going for it early. He's gonna he's gonna be swinging for the fences, and just like last year, he's gonna build the team to win now. And if it doesn't happen, he's gonna blow it up and do what he can to get as much talent as possible for the future. And he's still gonna compete and be really good. Benefit to Weasel though is again we'll get into it, but that conference is you know it might be his for the taking. So. He might have the easiest path of any of these top five guys. If I mean, he definitely has the easiest path um, mm-hmm. of of any of these top five guys. So it's just going to be about actually winning, winning the big one. And he, you know, he made strides to get there last time, but in his eyes and everyone else's eyes, that's not that's not enough for 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 this guy who talks as much as he does. <laughs> All right, getting into the top four, arguably, we might as well name these guys the the elite four because they are consistently the top four guys for maybe the last two years now. Number four, we have Sarv and the Minnesota Vikings. Another, yeah, just top dog, consistently good, always in contention, always deep playoff runs. One of the better user players that we've had. Only in the number four spot, because I would say out of the four guys left, he is the most susceptible to losing games that he shouldn't. And that's the only weakness. Um, but when it comes time, when it's game time, when it's when he's puts when he's not drunk and he puts his actual <laughs> mind and time and effort into attempting to to win and play well. He's just about unbeatable. Yeah, I would say, like, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe four even is a little bit too high because, like, I feel like I was almost disappointed in him last year. He lost some, you know, winnable games in the playoffs and it didn't really get to where he should have been. And I don't remember if he made a bowl. I think I made a bowl. I don't remember. We should have had a list 
for all those Super Bowls last year. But like I, I you know, I beat him one year in the playoffs. And just you know, Sar was supposed to be this like perennial Super Bowl, you know, appearance guy, and he just always came up short. Uh, you know, I know Danny was in the way in the AFC, but like losing to me is not a great look for Sarv. <laughs> and uh, you know, just kind of a disappointment all around. And uh, you know, this yeah. year he did he did win NFC. the first Super Bowl in that that uh, uh, okay. last year, but I believe that's the last time he did get back to it at least once, maybe twice. Once. I remember he lost to BLD at least once, maybe twice. Mm. Yeah, so you know, hard to say disappointment then. It's been so long. Yeah. Uh, but arguably, so. who, who are you going to put ahead of him, though? I mean, he's still, yeah, exactly. you he's could still argue consistently one of the Weasel, better guys. I guess, yeah. I guess you could argue Weasel. But yeah. Now we can get the fun. It's definitely possible. And, uh, as, as it stands, I think the way it is, it's going to lead to some fun conversations in, in, the, in the new Discord chat. By the way, everybody join mm-hmm. Discord because we are not doing GroupMe anymore. So if you're wondering why it's dead, Maybe you now you know. <laughs> uh, also, you probably won't even be able to listen. You won't be listening because we're not going to post this in Discord or in the group me. So, but anyway, it should be fun to see some of those arguments after these uh, these rankings come out. All right, yeah, top three. That brings in. I, I think uh, I got. I got number go three. Ahead. Did you, yep. just, you just said sorry. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, number three, uh, we got. Is he the goat? I don't. I don't think so anymore. I think uh, number three comes in Tillman. He'll be the Green Bay Packers this year. But Tillman is not the same Tillman that we knew, that we used to, I don't think, at least. He is not that scary beast that is unbeatable anymore. He has weaknesses. You can. He is human. He is. I don't think you, he's you would know. robotic. Um, yeah. So. And I, I was, you know, I don't, I don't remember exactly what his resume was. I, I don't recall. I don't think he made a bowl left, right? He was, he was Dolphins. I, he may have made one. Actually, I don't know if he did make one even. I, I don't uh, think he did. I think Danny made most of them and and, and Sarv. I think that was really the only two guys in the AFC. But he might have made one. Uh, but yeah, possibly. But yeah, he definitely didn't win any. But, yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I mean, I still think he's easily in a really good spot. I think he fits this number three. By far, he's a top three player year in and year out. And nobody should be under uh, underrating him or underlooking him just based on what we're saying. But, yeah, I don't think you could say that he's the greatest Madden player that we've ever seen. But he is still one of the greats that we've had in this league and I wouldn't put it past him to, to jump right back in. I mean, I think a lot of it will have to do with how he builds his team and what pick he gets. And if he gets, you know, a stud early on that he can really build and, and just explode with. But I, even if he doesn't, I still, I mean, I still don't think he's going to ever have, uh, a spot out of the top five, in my opinion. He's just too good. All right, brings us to the top two. Uh, what order are we going to put them in, guys? We, we, both, we all know who's left. All right, so let's just throw it out there. Number two, Danny. Number one, BLD. Danny, number two, Seattle Seahawks this year. Unfortunately, couldn't nab the Raiders. 
And BLD at number one with the New Orleans Saints, as always, his hometown, his favorite team. But that brings up a really interesting topic. And uh, this will kind of transition into our next segment. But how about the top four guys all in the NFC? And two of them, Tillman and Sarv, being in the NFC North. I mean, it's just going to be a bloodbath. But Danny and BLD in the same division is is something that we haven't seen for a long time, if not ever. I don't think I've ever been in a Madden where they're in the same conference, not the same division, but same conference. Um, I think, like you said, uh, so first of all, uh, only three, four teams out of the top ten we got in AFC. Uh, that'd be uh, Weasel, yeah. Rick, uh, Weasel, only me, one in the top Irish, seven. Mel, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I know that much to a grin. Like, you know, people are not happy about that, but it was a random draft. And, you know, obviously, the new guys could make a little bit of a, uh, of a statement. Uh, GMAC as the Dolphins. Um, anyway, so I think uh, Bildi and Danny, I think they're, they're in the own tier, you know? Like, I think there should be a space between two and three. I think Bildi and Danny are just on another level. They have the user skills. They have the team building skills. They they know the cheese. They got everything. They know each other. Um, so I think we probably should be seeing them in the NFC Conference Championship most of the time. Um, you know, one, one of them should probably be representing the NFC in both each year. And I'm sure that would be a, ri- a rivalry that will but you know, but as the year goes on, and uh, I'm sure the Saints Seahawks games in the regular season will be must watch TV also. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I think BOD deserves to be number one over Danny. Uh, just he's the GOAT. I think he has taken the GOAT status from anybody, Dillman. And, uh, you know, I think BOD and Danny will see their helmets on the Dad League header this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The over under is. Yeah, I would say for each of them is at least 1.5, if not maybe 2.5. But that's another story. But in my opinion, it's 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 really a 1A, 1B situation. You could still argue both of them. I mean, you could you could argue either one is number one, really. But I feel like BLD's had a little bit more of the real success. Um, but again, he did have the easier conference, the easier path last year so it'll be very interesting to have them battle because i mean let's face it bld versus danny in the nfc championship that's that's basically a super bowl right there i mean whoever's winning that is is has a very good chance at winning winning it all if, if they both get there so but yeah so that's our power rankings folks if you don't like where you are prove us wrong as always we don't know anything we don't know shit about fuck. And we don't care. <laughs> yeah. And we don't we don't really care. We threw this together in about five to ten minutes. Um, but I feel like it's pretty good. It's pretty accurate. Uh, it'll be, it'll definitely change when we figure out the teams, how they're how they're built, who gets what players, and once the games start coming, which hopefully, you know, it's only a couple weeks away. So So uh, should we do a quick division? Yeah, let's break down. Just just quickly, yeah, go through each division. Um, I'll start. Get started. So AFC North, 
We got Han as the Bengals, Weasel as the Browns, Cody as the Ravens, and Bruce as the Steelers. Let's each pick a, win- a division winner here, and like you know, perennial division winner, like yeah. likely to win favorite. each year. You know, you get the point. Yeah, yeah the favorite division. Yeah. Favorite. Let's go. You go first here. Uh, okay, so you. yeah, Weasel's the favorite in this division. Not really any question about it. Um, hopefully, one of us gets. You know, a, a good team, and we get on a roll uh, from the other guys, and maybe we take him down a peg. But it's gonna be tough. He's he's really good, and he knows the game. He studies the game, and that's all there is to it. Some of us just are better than others. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. I think we just got a pretty easy road there, not to take it away from you and Cody and Bruce. Um, you know, hopefully, like that's the thing. If all of, if Han, Cody, and Bruce play at their top potential then uh, um you know there's a chance to at least aggravate weasel and try to get you know things off off of what weasel is trying to do you know i think bruce used to be really good Han used to be really good and uh, i think han knows how to get underneath weasel skin a little bit yeah so maybe that plays into it but i'm picking it'll be a really fun division i'm i'm excited Mm -hmm. to be in that division i think it'll be fun to play those guys year in year out it's all of us are pretty competitive, so I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, so I'm picking Weasel as the division favorite. Uh, pretty obvious. So let's go move over to the AFC East. Um, we got me as the Patriots, Bundy as the Jets, the new coming G- GMAC as the Dolphins, and Chiz as the Bills. Who do we got? Um, I'll say you're the favorite, Patriots. Uh, more often than not, I could see... I don't know enough about GMAC, but if he's pretty solid, I could see him competing and even Chiz competing uh, and even Bunny at times. I mean, uh, that division's pretty solid all around. But yeah, I'd say you're the favorite by at least a game or two for the most part, most mostly. Yeah, I think it's a pretty deep division. I think all of us can win a game against each other and all of us can lose a game against each other. Um, I guess, you know, I'm not, not going to pick me, right? Yeah, you can be confident. Um, AFC South, we got Colts, uh, J-Mel as the Colts, Andy as the Texans, Phil as the Jaguars, and Irish as the Titans. Who do we got? Um, This one's actually pretty tough. I would say it's between Melt and Irish. Um, I'm going to go Melt for now, but I'm I'm saying it's close to 50-50 overall. If, if it's six seasons, I would say three and three. I think that's fair. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's just a two-horse race there, Melton Irish. Uh, I got to go with Mel. He's impressed me when I played him a lot. I mean, Irish is good, but I think Mel is a little bit better at this point in time. Uh, let's go to AFC West to finish with AFC. We got Beast Mode as the Chargers, Charlie as the Broncos, Zach as the Raiders, and Monkey as the Chiefs. What do we say? Um, another one where not a really clear favorite, in my opinion, um, I'd say I'd lean monkey more often, um, most of the seasons, but if beast mode can get his offense going, um, he could put up a pretty solid fight with the way he plays defense, but monkey's my uh, favorite. Yeah. Let me start you right there. You said beast mode and offense in the same sentence. It's not happening. I said, if, <laughs> Yeah, I think I gotta go with Monkey there. I think I think Zach might be my number two in that division actually. Um, but yeah, I, it's hard to say you know no to Monkey right there as a division favorite. So that moves us into the NFC. Uh, I'll do these. Yeah, you got it. 
All right, NFC North. Tillman takes the Packers. Sarve as the Vikings. Centra as the Bears. Dog as the Lions. What do you think? I think uh, this is actually pretty interesting. Tillman and Sarve. If the Tillman that we were disappointed in last year shows up, then I don't know. But I got to go with Tillman. He has the better track record than Sarve. Um, but I think this might be the division that ends up split, like, you know, like three, three years to one guy and three years to another guy. Yeah, I'm thinking we're looking at uh, some high win totals between those guys, 13, 14, 12 win seasons. I'm going to go against the green. I'll go Sarve on this one. I think he, he steps up and, and takes over Tillman's spot. In the NFC South, we have Ricky Bobby with his hometown Tampa Bay Bucks, favorite team. Uh, Mother Load as the Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons, and <laughs> BLD with his patented Saints, and AJ Jones as the Panthers. I'll go ahead and save us the trouble. We're both picking BLD. Yeah, um, I think uh, one other thing to look out for. I mean, I, I, this might be a little bit tough for Mother Load in this division, but I think AJ Jones might be able to hold his own to an extent. Maybe not against BLD. But against some of the other good competition, I think that's something to watch for. Yeah, we could we could go and pick like our our top three wild cards in each after this if you want to. Um, NFC West. West, Wolvie as the Rams, Danny as the Seahawks, Sean Harper as the Cardinals, Seacop as the Niners. I think we're in agreement. This one's pretty easy for Danny. It's pretty, uh, pretty cake division for Danny. Unfortunately, yeah, I think I, I just looking at that right now. I think that might be the most no runaway offense. division in the league. No offense to those guys. Those guys are still skilled in their own right, but Danny's clearly a step yeah, above. Yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely at least like a fourteen win Danny right there. At least you know, obviously the uh, the interconference games. Yeah, know, I could see maybe division. maybe Seacop stealing a game every, every now and then from Danny, but uh, unlikely overall. All right, NFC East, we have Snorts as the Giants, Stubbs as the Cowboys, Vic for Washington, Doughboy as the Eagles. What do you think? Uh, I think, yeah, we got to go with Doe here. Um, I think he's just a step above everybody in that division. I think Stubbs is underrated, somebody to look, look out for, and Vic is you know, average. But yeah, I think that wins away that division. Yeah. So as usual, we're pretty much in agreement on everything except maybe one, but that's just how it is. We're basically the same brain uh, when it comes to Madden and, and thinking, but I'm sure we'll be wrong on a lot of these. Um, But overall, unless major things change, I feel like these, you can pretty much put a bank to most of them and, and come out in the in the positive but uh yeah let's go ahead and uh, just choose like three three consistent wildcard teams for each debate mm-hmm. each conference uh i'll go first for the afc i'm gonna go i'm gonna go irish i'm gonna go i'm gonna go irish zach and chiz I think those, I think there's a couple others, but those guys, you know, I would choose me. I think I'll be in that mix more often than not. But those guys are some some solid players. I think Irish will 
very often will win that division. But if when he's not, he's going to be probably that number five seed a lot of the time. Um, yeah, what do you think about the AFC? I, I think I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to stick with Irish with you, like you know your pick. I'm going to go with Zach. I think Zach can make some waves. Some I, said, Irish. I thought I said Zach. No, you said... Uh, I said Zach and Chiz. Oh, yeah, you did say Zach. Oh, damn, you did. Yeah. Damn, we do have the same brain. Huh? <laughs> right. Well, you can pick somebody uh, else. Well, no, I'll, I'll Chiz. pick somebody else. Uh, so I'll go uh, Bundy. Uh, I'm going to go Bruce. I think Bruce... This is the division that Bruce could take advantage of. No offense to you. I think yeah. you're on the same stimulus skill level, and I think he's better than Han. Obviously, Weasel... It would be a tough matchup for him. But I think this might be a chance for Bruce to finally show who he is. So I'm going to go Bruce, Irish, and let's go Bundy. Bruce, Irish, and Bundy as consistent right. wildcard people. I like that. Yeah, I mean, AFC, there's a lot of teams, a lot of open talent. I think really there's not many guys in that conference that couldn't really buy, like compete for a wildcard spot in any season. So that's the fun thing about the AFC at least. NFC, it's going to be a little tighter, a little tougher. Um, let's go, well, obviously the loser of Sarv and Tillman. So I picked Sarv as the main winner, so I'll pick Tillman, um, Ricky Bobby, and shoot, Tillman, Ricky Bobby, and uh, the third one's actually not as easy. I guess AJ. Tillman, Ricky Bobby, and AJ, which Probably three that you'll pick too. And that's what, well, well, I got, I picked uh, Tillman as a division. So, so sorry. I got Starve as the wild card. But I think that we uh, kind of mentioned if AJ isn't, you know, the elite guy that I think he is, then that the seventh playoff, the seventh playoff seed is up for grabs for some of those average guys, you know? Yeah. Like, Centra. Like, like the, the Centra, Vic, Stubbs. Uh, Wolvie, Seacop, like I think they'd be battling for that seven seed. Dog, um, yeah. So, so my my NFC wildcard would be Sarve, and then I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Vic, and I'm gonna go with um, let's go Seacop. Let's see if he takes that momentum from that. Yeah. Uh, you know, like he, he's definitely improved. Yeah, um, and it, he's in know. that division. You know, besides Danny, he's got you know. Some guys that he's he's probably yeah, clear, he, clear number two in that division. Obviously, Wolverine is a question mark. Um, um, let, let's go. I know we kind of went long here, but one more thing. Might as well this long. Might as well keep going. Um, how about let's pick who do you think next Madden? You know, next offseason, we'll be talking about the most improved player from last Madden and this Madden. Like, who do you think takes that jump? Oh man, if you have one, you, you go ahead. I'm gonna have to. I might have to look. Um, I think mine right now, the potential is there for. Damn, there's, there's a couple options here I'm looking at. Um, Got to be somebody that we know, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is great podcasting. Uh, I Just know. Coming up with things and then thinking about it during like, the like I, 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 think, I think Zach has the potential. I'm going to go with Zach. Um, okay. You know, been arm out for like a year now, getting used to the competition. Uh, he's in an easier division this year. Uh, Monkey's at the top, I believe. Um, if he could figure out how to beat Monkey, uh, yeah, I think Zach, we could be talking about him being a most improved player. Hopefully, he gets some player appearances and 
some good wins. Okay. I got. I'm gonna go two different ones. I'm. I'm gonna say neither of these are, would be huge jumps, but either one of these, even just winning a bowl, I think would be a huge jump. And I do think one of these guys will win a bowl. I'm gonna go Doughboy or J Melt. I think one of, one of those mm. guys is gonna either. I think J Melt will for sure get to a bowl, if not more than one. And I think Doughboy will also get to a bowl. And I think one of them will, will win a bowl at some point in this cycle. And I think that's uh, that even though they're already top 10, I think just winning a bowl would propel them and at least have people talking a little more than, than they are. And it, it would make it more entertaining for the league because right now we're in a spot where we're kind of run by the same four or five groups of or four or five people. Uh, we really haven't had a lot of variation uh, on bowl matchups. So it really, really be nice to see some guys step up. And so that's an open challenge to everybody. Let's all step up and beat BLD, Danny, Tillman, and Sarf. Yeah, I think um, like Mel and Doe are kind of two opposite reasons why they can make the bowl. Like J Mel has the easier path. Like the AFC is not very much resistance, I don't think. Like yeah. As far as top dogs go, top, yeah, deep, yeah, um, deep playoffs, and, and I think Doe is going to be kind of that iron sharpens iron thing. So maybe yeah. he won't win a bowl the first couple of years, but like, come on, you, if yeah. You, if you play all those good guys, you know those all those years, like you're gonna you're gonna face a lot of good talent in the regular season. Yeah. Um, Plus, but, I feel like here's here's another thing we haven't really talked about, but with this whole like home field advantage and mm-hmm. things like that like what if you know that maybe that comes into play once or twice like what if doe he's in a pretty you know winnable division and let's say he gets to let's say he has a year where he has two pretty you know not so tough divisions on you know in his schedule uh you know let's say the nfc west and the afc south you know, just for instance, and he, you know, goes 14 and two and gets the number one seed in the NFC. Now he's got home field throughout. You know, I don't know what the Eagles' home field is if it's. Well, that- uh, if you're curious, it is uh, the the home team. If you're while winning, the Eagles gain more momentum, and the opposing or away team gains less. Okay, so could be helpful. Could could you know make force a force a turnover or something when it normally wouldn't happen. You know, just minor. Just a little bit of an edge, and and that but, could be the so so difference. so now are you finally now that Madden added this are you now finally on the the side that home field does matter because you oh, always said home oh, field doesn't well, matter it didn't matter last it didn't well I I I'm, I'm still for you it matters uh, I like, think it, even without it it still others. doesn't matter you you like the colors of your stadium no it never mattered yeah. this time now it actually has some some actual physical effect on the game yeah so you better get those high seeds before it's just a mental thing for you so i guess <laughs> whatever but that about oh, wraps it up i guess um yeah who's ranked in the top 10 and who's not mm-hmm. yeah get, get get to talking uh yeah hopefully we'll get some more podcasts coming maybe next one will be after the official draft and when the season's about to kick off and we still got keepers coming up, so make sure you get your keepers in and you're getting excited for them. And welcome again to the new guys. And yeah, let's 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 fucking go, boys. It's fucking it's it's time. It is time. 
it's RML time, and let's just get hyped because it's going to be a really fun season. I'm excited. All right, Brad. We'll see you when we see you, guys. Peace out. Mm -hmm. Cheese and chowder. Whoops! Cheek, 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 chowder. Total!